Listener Production. Find out which sector fell most today. And how did the Aussie share market respond to the latest jobs data? Good afternoon, I'm Laura. I'm Craig. It's Thursday, the 15th of June. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Well, Craig, we're back again. Share market went up again today too. It did go up again and I'm very happy about it. So I am an optimist and I love hearing good news. We lifted for the fourth time, fourth straight session, which is really good news. And as it stands right now, the ASX 200 is up three quarters of 1% in the past three days, which means we reversed all of the past two weeks of losses. Yeah, I don't think we've had four days of gains since April. We're on a bit of a roll. <laughs> Does that set us up for a hiding to nothing? Yes, anyway. Yeah, well, hopefully we lift again tomorrow because we always want to be lifting. That's That'll be really good news. And if we just look at what happened last night, first of all, we saw the Federal Reserve keeping interest rates on hold for the first time in 11 meetings, which was widely expected. Yes, widely expected. Yeah, you know, they didn't disappoint and... The Federal Reserve Chair, he went into a lot of detail about what the outlook is. There's a lot of debate about whether they've just skipped a meeting in terms of increasing interest rates or whether this is going to be a longer pause. But of course, we're all Mm. data dependent. We're all dependent on the latest figures coming out. And the Federal Reserve is, is no stranger to that. Exactly right. But if we look at the plan or the dot plot that they presented us with, they said that the interest rates are going to peak at a higher rate, which basically indicates more rate hikes to come. Yeah, it looks like one or two possibly you know, sort of before the end of the year. And then the next one, you know, rate hike could, could occur at the next meeting in July. Yep. So we'll see what happens with that. We get a lot of data out of the US tonight, so we'll, we'll talk about that a bit more later, but that can feed into that interest rate discussion there. But locally today, we got jobs figures four times higher than what markets were expecting. Yes, a bit of a surprise for for markets. The average economist was looking for something like 17,000 in terms of job growth. It came in almost 76,000 in terms Mm -hmm. of uh, job growth. The unemployment rate fell from 3.7% to 3.6%. And the number of people in the workforce who are participating in the workforce I was at a record high. The, there's a lot of bemoaning and moaning, you know, sort of when the job figures are, are very, very strong because the general view is that means interest rates have got to go up. Mm-hmm. But we tend to forget that if more jobs are created, more people have got jobs, there's more spending, more revenue out there for businesses. Um, if there's more people you know, spending, perhaps they, they just buy the staples. They don't buy the discretionary goods. They have a few dollars left over that can go into the bank account. So that's positive for, for the financials. And if there, there's more people you know, with jobs, more people coming from, from overseas to, to join the, the labour force, that means you know, sort of more spending on housing, more homes getting built. So it has implications for a whole range of different sectors, the housing, the retail sector, building, you know, financials, you name it. So that had an impact in terms of the, the share market. It actually took it in a stride quite nicely. You know, so the Definitely. share market was falling before the figures uh, came out. It managed to, to rebound and finished up you know, sort of with, with modest gains. Yeah, uh, we didn't see a huge reaction to those job figures, even though they were four times higher, as I mentioned. You would think that we'd see a bigger drop in the market. But as you mentioned, it was slightly falling just you know, ahead of the jobs figures. I think people were you know, bouncing out of their seat to find out what was going to happen. And then it came out and it was much higher, but 
the market didn't react too much. So that was good news for us because it meant we continued our gains. Yeah, early on in the uh, proceedings today, we had China cutting interest rates. The the one-year medium-term lending facility, they cut that by 10 basis points from 2.75% to 2.65%. Clearly, you know, sort of a stimulus coming out of China. Good news for, for the the miners and the, the miners responded to that. So that may be one of the reasons that it uh, softened the blow of that, that strong job figures that, that came out in Australia. Yeah. So if we look at sector performance today, the focus really remained on the healthcare sector. It's actually fallen 7% in the past two days. And that's primarily due to the falls that we've seen in CSL. So yesterday they handed down a profit downgrade and today they also got a number of broker target price cuts. So they've fallen just under 10% in the past two days, CSL has. So that's really been weighing on the healthcare sector and that was the worst performer today. But we did see most other sectors lifting. We saw seven of the 11 sectors lifting. Financials did well, helped by the big four banks. Also Macquarie did well up 2.3%, which helped that lift in the financials. Tech managed to come back from yesterday's losses and continue their rally. We saw retailers having a bit of relief today and property stocks also did pretty well as well. Yeah, it wasn't a bad day all round, was it? Wasn't no, it definitely wasn't. We we gained. That's that's all that matters. Now, looking at some particular stocks, retail food group, a bit smaller, but what happened there today? Well, we, we saw a 4% rise for retail food group, so that was the bottom line. But uh, we are in the confessional period. This is the time of the year when companies come out, they, they either upgrade guidance, they downgrade guidance, they confirm guidance in terms of their um, profits, uh, their revenues and the like. And we are in the middle of that season at the moment. And basically during that time, you know, people will have expectations of where they think the company's going to land. So if it misses expectations, that can really drive what we see in that stock's share price on the day as well. Yes. And, and in terms of retail food group, I suppose one of the major reasons that uh, they rose today is they maintain their profit guidance for the year. Now, they've said that the conditions are challenging. We're going to hear a lot of that. Mm-hmm. That word challenging is mm. going to be used a lot around the place. A challenging and dynamic retail environment. And we saw a second half deterioration of trading conditions in retail food group, but they're, they're still managing to maintain their expectations in terms of underlying earnings. Retail food group, when we think about them, think about Mikhail's Patisserie. I don't know whether I said that correctly. <laughs> Gloria Jeans, Donut Kings, Brumby, Debella mm. Coffee. Yes, there are a lot of the, the key brands there. All but, the names um, we know. That's right. Mm. And, and the, as I say, the share price went up. We also heard from Charter Hall today. They're a fund manager. They updated their investors on their property platform valuations. This showed the net value of their properties declined by $1.9 billion. Now, surprisingly, for most of the day, the stock was actually higher, but it ended up falling in the afternoon and closed 0.8% lower. So we'll get more on them soon. They'll release their financial year results on Monday, the 21st of August. Well, let's switch gears now to DGL Group, and basically they're in chemical storage and hazardous waste. It's not a sexy type (laughs) area, but uh, that's what they do. And um, they downgraded earnings uh, guidance and quite substantially. They were looking for anywhere around about $72 million, now looking in the order of uh, $65 million. They, they paid the price for that downgrade today, 17.2% fall. Uh, they've seen cost increases eroding margins. There you have it. On the other hand, we've seen IAG as today's best performer. It was up just over 4.5%. 
So this is, of course, the insurance provider. Yesterday, they lifted on an upbeat Investor Day presentation where the CEO basically said it's tracking well to meet its financial goals. And today, that led to some target price increases as well. We also saw Horizon as today's second best performer. They're a rail freight operator. And today, they received some target price increases as well from a couple of brokers. Basically, these target price increases are analysts saying that the shares will be worth more down the track. So generally, this is for 12 months down the track, and we saw them lifting 4.5%. So a big day for broker adjustments today, and we've seen share prices move on the back of that. Yes, indeed. And uh, let's switch tack again. Let's talk about you know, one of the winemakers, the Australian Vintage Group. Think of labels like McGuigan. Think of labels like Tempest 2 up in you know, the, the Hunter. They've announced today that they won't be paying a final dividend. They believe getting debt in order is more important yes, than the current environment. They say that the results for this year that they're in at the moment, the financial year 22-23, the results will be broadly in line with expectations. But the, the focus very much in terms of reducing costs and maximising profit in the current environment. The Australian Vintage Group shares down in the order of 2.2% today. Now, looking ahead to tonight, of course, today we had a lot of information coming out, a lot of economic data out of China, out of the US and out of Australia. So for Australia tomorrow, first of all, we'll get a little bit of a breather on the economic data front until next week, that is. So Friday, nice, easy end to the week. But we'll get some lots of data actually out of the US tonight. Yes, we've got retail sales figures, we've got industrial production figures, we've got some of the surveys, the mm-hmm. Philly Fed survey, the mm-hmm. Philadelphia Federal Reserve survey, mm-hmm. the New York Empire State uh, Manufacturing Survey. So it all kicks off at 10.15 Sydney time, yes, when we've got the European Central Bank handing down its interest rate decision. At 10.30, we've got those retail sales figures in the United States. The press conference for the Euro- European Central Bank occurs at 10.45 Sydney time, and then 11.15 US industrial production. So we've got your, your evening viewing, basically, you know, sort of all <laughs> set, all set up. <laughs> you know, all you have to do is sit in front of the screen and see all that information come forward. There you have it. And the European Central Bank, they're largely expected to lift their rates by 25 basis points. So we'll see what happens tonight. And they're a little bit similar to the US Central Bank, where they have about eight meetings a year, whereas we here in Australia have 11 with the Federal Reserve meetings, except for January is the only month that we get off because we're too busy holidaying, apparently. Do something like that. (laughs) So we'll find out what happens tonight. Still lots ahead tomorrow because these things could definitely move our markets. Indeed. We'll catch you guys tomorrow. Make sure you listen to Tom and Ryan in the morning and Craig and I will be back tomorrow afternoon. We will indeed. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067254399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.